Welcome to the Church and Coffee with Friends podcast. Today is Thursday, October 24th, 2019. Halloween is, what, like a week from today? Boo. And we're in the golden middle part of fall right now. Yes, that's nice. And that guy that you hear in the background is my co-host, Joseph Cathcart. Two weeks in a row, I'm called the co-host. I love that. So it is kind of the Halloween season. Even in Japan, it's really hard to avoid. There are decorations and ghosts and creepy things around every corner. And I don't just mean my (laughs) co-host. He's usually not that scary. Co-ghost? But he did say boo. So I hope that didn't offend anyone out there. I've been having fun with that ghost emoji lately. It's just so fun to send to people because it's also a silly face. You know, one eye closed and a little tongue sticking out. So I'm getting kind of free in my old age. Yeah. What's next? Are you going to like start drinking? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) Save that for season two. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So Halloween, it sounds like I was going to ask you how you feel about Halloween later in the episode, but it sounds like you're ready to jump on board the ship. Oh, no, no. Anytime. I'm let we can do some small talk first or whatever you like to so do. later in this episode we're going to talk about harvest or halloween Ooh. and we're going to talk about the nuances of the season and maybe even some good things that we can find even in halloween oh i'm gonna leave the room the nuances of the season the seances of the season any other answers to talk about i'm sure there'll be something in there well i am along for the ride i don't know that i have much to say but then again, if I open my mouth, I usually say something. Last week, we had a good discussion on city life versus country life. and Actually, it was country life versus city life, if and you remember. It was a good discussion because I think everybody agreed that the city is way better than the country. <laughs> I just have to say, I listened to the end of it several times and even shared it on my stories on Instagram and Facebook because I loved the ending of it more than anything. When the music was going and we were fighting back and forth and there was just such a... There were like knives being thrown on the table or something. I loved it. You th- I loved it. You we got some interesting response to that episode. A you, lot of people You responded. thrive off the chaos, I think, and that's what you enjoy. Even this morning, someone commented on the episode. And oh, yeah? was saying, you know, they lived in the city and they went to the country. And, and I forgot to mention that we had met someone last week who grew up in the country right where we live. And now they live in Dotonbori, which is like downtown Osaka, which is the place where Matt was roaming around, loving it. And I was, you know, kind of shaking around saying, I'm in the big city. Joseph, I'll put this on the record that Joseph is the one who mentioned Matt, not Bobby Sayer. So, Matt, if you're listening, he's your ego boost of the day. That's right. But I get we got some good response. I got one person that said they live in the country right now with their husband. Um, so maybe it's not fully their choice. And they said, don't give in. The city is the best. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was great. Um, but did you have a lot of people saying that the country life is the life for them? Um, it seemed like there were a lot of people saying that they have the perfect blend of like town. So not city, not country, but town, like on the outskirts and able to enjoy both things. I didn't, I, yeah, I think that's the most of what I got. I noticed that too, that even people that I consider living in the country, really they live in a town 
And I think maybe people were just feeding off the vibes of our conversation, but it seemed like society really was coming together in that moment. Well, society usually comes together in the city, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what it is, kind of. Yeah. Country Uh, life, city life coming together in the town. Well, I... So we... I guess this is where I throw them in my movie recommendation, but the 1995 version of Pride and Prejudice, it got cold. And so we just can't help but watch Pride and Prejudice when it gets cold. And there's this great moment. I was going to send you the audio clip of it where, um, you know, Mr. Darcy, he's from upper society and he comes down to this into out of Derbyshire down to the lower society where the Bennets are living. And it's all country manners. And the movie opens with the line. So he's like, don't you find the country manners somewhat appalling? And Mr. Bingley is like, oh, nonsense, Darcy. I love the country. Anyway, I was going to send you the audio clip, but yeah, I thought you would have liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that book. I read that for the first time last year. It's a great story. Um, Oh, you've read the book? That takes it to the next level. Yeah, it's really good. Did you see the story that I posted in my Instagram of the Trump pen? Yes. I loved that. I loved how she (laughs) said, sorry. I'll let you tell the story. Well, yeah, there's this lady came up to us in a train station. She thought we were Americans. We've got our kids with us. And she had this Trump pin that had like a bunch of different sound clips. But they were kind of hard to hear because it's like Trump and the quality of the pin's not that good. Right. And so she was trying to understand it. And so she had April write down some of the lines that Trump was saying. Okay. Like, don't touch my hair or something (laughs) like that. And then we asked her, so do you like Trump? Like, she's got this Trump pin. So we thought, well, she's going to be like this huge Trump fan. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> of course not. Uh, she said, my my grandson is a fan of Trump. And right. I, I just thought that was funny. But a lot of people in Japan, I don't know if your experience, Joseph, but it seems like a lot of people in Japan don't really care for Trump that much. Yeah, it does seem like that. I think part of it is... They just don't know how to take him. Yeah, I think his mannerisms are a little bit offensive to people, and they feel like it's a little bit haughty, and maybe they that they don't like. Oh, yeah. The best thing I heard about Trump is someone said to me, he's very, like, American, isn't he? <laughs> and I think that's a great kind of summary. He is this caricature of what Asian people might think of Americans. Uh, but don't be offended if they don't like Trump. They just they don't understand the politics of it and... Even Christians in Japan are surprised to hear that Christians in America support Trump. Yeah, yeah. You talked about fall a little bit. April's been making some great pumpkin desserts. I know, I'm sure your wife has too. She made pumpkin bread and pumpkin pies several times, especially for my dad when he was in town because he doesn't get a lot of that in China, of course. Yep, tis the season to be spooky. I love it. It's great. Well, you gave your movie review yeah i did check it out pride and prejudice the bbc version if you have about 72 hours of your life to waste (laughs) then please go for it or you can watch the great 2006 version of please don't even bring that up i just wish you want to bring that up okay I I, i won't go further i just even when you sent me that message saying you should watch this one instead it's just there was a cringe in me just can't take it so to the to my movie recommendation, have you ever seen the movie Fantastic Mr. Fox? No. I would. You should watch it because I'd like to hear your opinion on it. George Clooney, right? 
George Clooney, several famous actors do the voices, and it's kind of like that. I don't know what you would call that style exactly, but it's sort of claymation type of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like it's like little puppets, right, that are moved around one frame at a time. Stop right, frame. Right. It's a really good movie for the fall. Um, so we've watched it for several years. Last year we bought it on iTunes. So if you want to sit on there, if yeah. you want to check it out, you can just log in and watch it. Yeah. I wouldn't say. I know some of my friends will be offended by this. I wouldn't say it's totally children appropriate. Okay. So check it out first and see if you think Why? it's appropriate for your kids. Innuendos or swearing or it's just like a little bit creepy, I guess in oh, some okay. ways. Right. I don't know if it's really creepy. It's just like some strange imagery in some scenes. Okay. But it's really good. And so I think we did watch it with our kids last year and they they liked it a lot. Okay. So Fantastic Mr. Fox. All right. I'll... It's been out for several years, but yeah. it's a good fall movie yeah i've seen it on your itunes because i'm logged in and i've wanted to watch it before i just haven't gotten around to it i'll look forward to that i feel kind of funny asking you this question but do you like basketball yes i love it but i don't watch it but i love it the nba season starts this week it does this the first spurs game is tonight really yes oh that's fantastic well i have loved the spurs since i was about 10 because in Montana, of course, we don't have an NBA team. So when you're from Montana, you just have to pick a team. And, and the closest the team Spurs to home, is the closest team to you, right? Well, <laughs> no, it's not close to me, but it's close to home because my dad's from Texas. My mom lived in Texas for a while. They met in Texas. They got married in Texas. It was where their first home was in San Antonio. So, so it's kind of, you know, in the family. So that must be a little bit. Besides that, there was David Robinson. and right. Everyone he's a christian him. so right he was a christian he doesn't smoke he like mj smoke. he didn't have so. an earring obviously god was on his side right and we are too plus he was tall but in montana that must be a little bit weird not having a professional team so like on a sunday afternoon yeah, of any kind do people watch football or do they watch sports very much montana has a lot of imports and it seems like the people who move to montana are usually from Denver and their Broncos fans as far as football goes or they're from Seattle so they're Seahawks fans or they're from the Vikings where are they the Minneapolis Minneapolis yeah Minnesota Vikings Minnesota or Vikings. they're from Minneapolis right seems like those were the three main teams that everyone loved in Montana because they all had family in those towns or whatever I think of Minnesota as being oh, pretty some, far from you guys some Packers fans also quite a few Packers fans oh Wisconsin and Minnesota is kind of far right from montana yeah but it seems like there are a lot of import people so it's from like, those it's states. The, it's the north so they just can come over right without much difficulty i guess because wyoming doesn't have a team right professional team of anything right, right. south dakota north right. dakota i don't know if they have teams yeah so colorado which one's closer colorado or washington uh they're about the same they're about the same yeah maybe washington's a little bit closer but yeah they're about the same so the NBA season starts. So I'm kind of excited about that. I always keep track of the Spurs and then just the season overall. It's kind of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And I always get my updates from you. I went to a crazy NBA game one time. I've never been to a game I would love to go. What was it? What was, was your well, of course, I've been to a Spurs game. I've been to those things. But this game was in China. Not only was it in China, but it was in this really, really small town called Gongyi. Yeah. Like you hit a gong and okay. say, Yee! go ye. <laughs> gong ye is where Nathan Bell, who is 
a beloved missionary who went home to be with the Lord now. He started an orphanage in this tiny little town. So our family moved over there to be missionaries and to hopefully start another orphanage in another small town. Well, they had this NBA game going in Gongyi. Now, it wasn't like Michael Jordan or it was like these third stringers that I haven't hadn't Wait, even but NBA really like heard is of. in the American basketball. Right. So they're American players. It's an American team versus like a Chinese professional team. And it's in an arena, but it's not like a huge arena, kind of like a mid-size college arena. And anyway, so we someone told us about this game. And of course, Americans coming to this small city is a huge deal because we're the only Americans in that city besides the other missionary there that we know of. And so we go to this game and we're watching it and oh, this is going great. This is so fun. I'm so glad I got to do this. See, being a missionary kid is not that hard after all. <laughs> and then the game started getting kind of chippy. Uh-oh. And like, Uh-oh. especially I think the Americans are used to like being aggressive and sort of, you know, they're street people. A lot of the basketball oh, players, no. they're great people, but they're from the streets. They're tough guys. That's what makes them good. Yeah. So they started like throwing elbows. Oh, and no. at first it was <laughs> like, okay, this happens, you know, from time to time. But it really got bad at, to the point where... Uh, at one point they stopped playing and started pushing each other and shoving each other and throwing punches like it was a Are real Are you serious? So fight. what did that do with the crowd then? Like cuz you guys were surrounded by people who were not Caucasians. Right. I mean we're the only white people in that building. And the crowd was like booing the American team like hardcore oh, oh, like yeah. standing up and booing. <laughs> and we're like, "Oh no. It's like should we leave? What should we do?" <laughs> Um, and so they had to send security guards that stood by us for the rest of the game. Are you serious? Yeah, to make sure that the crowd didn't do anything or didn't get out of control. Wow. That's... I don't think that guards could have really stopped the crowd anyways. Did you want to leave, I bet? I mean, I yeah, would have wanted to leave. But I was thinking, like, it, it kind of showed how ignorant these American players were. Like, you're, yes, it's a competitive game, but you're in another country a communist country not very wise it's not very smart (laughs) to do anyways that was kind of a a fun memory that our family always has in china yeah man some people get really heated up at games i've never been to a professional game except for maybe a hockey game and i just remember the mascot and one of the uh, fans they got into it and were like punching each other like the mascot Really? Yeah. Wow. And I, that was intense for me. <laughs> was it like for a show or were they serious? I don't know. No, I don't know if it was like staged or what, but like the mascot was messing with the the other guy and at one point he like lifted up his shirt and put it over his face. Maybe it was staged. I don't know. Wow. But I was feeling like, like something's going to happen. Something's going to go down. So you've never been to a Spurs game? No, I wish. Because even your sisters have been to a Spurs game. Really? Yeah. There's yeah, a picture have. of them with my sister at a Spurs game. Uh, I've and some, so to our go. sisters went and we didn't go? Like, what kind know. of pansies are we? <laughs> I wasn't there at the time. We so should. We'll have to go sometime. I would love to go. Yeah, it'd be fun to take the kids. If I don't know if you're ever going to have the kids in San Antonio, but I know the girls really want to go see a Spurs game sometime. Yeah, that would be cool. How much? I guess it's off subject, but how much does it? It's not off subject. I'm just curious how much it costs to go to a Spurs game. Is it like 30 bucks? Yeah, you can actually find tickets a little bit cheaper than that. But yeah, I mean, 30 bucks is probably a good average. Mm. There's like a balcony where you can stand up and watch. And there's like food, oh, okay. a food bar and stuff. And you can just stand and watch. And that's, I think that's like 10 bucks. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah, I'll have to do that then. So there are really cheap ways to do it. But yeah. 
I'll put it on my to-do list. Okay. Speaking of the NBA in China, since we're on that topic, I wasn't going to touch this because it's so controversial. But we just love controversy here on the Church and Coffee with Friends podcast. I just love every time you say the name of the podcast because I can never remember it. <laughs> Your three favorite things. Well... Church, coffee, church, coffee, friends. family, friends. Church, yeah. oh, coffee, okay, friends. Okay. All right. But if you think of your wife as your friend and your kids as your friend, they are. You could say church, coffee, friends. My three favorite things in life. Okay, but then there's an and in there and a with and prepositions going all over the place. Yeah, I, I'm working on it. All right. So, anyways, on China and the NBA, did you see in the news this week that there's a little bit of controversy because somebody that works for the NBA. They criticized the Chinese government. Okay, yeah, I heard something about this. About Hong Kong, and like any decent American would do, they just said, hey, we should support the people in Hong Kong, stand with them. Mm-hmm. The problem is that China is a huge market for basketball right now. And some people say it accounts for up to 10 to 20% of the market. Like consumers, people who watch NBA games and things like that? Exactly. The money is coming from China. So China's had this like long-term game or investment to get basketball popular in China. Okay. And we've seen that when we were there because typically Asian countries aren't huge into basketball. Here in Japan, it's not a big deal at all. Right. But in China, they've really got people excited about basketball, so it's been really paying off for the NBA, mm-hmm. an American company. But China took all the basketball games off TV because this one random person in the organization of the NBA talked against honk against the Chinese government. Wow. And that's so that's censorship. the power that they wield not just in China but on Americans and American companies. So if was any it just, if, I'm sorry, was yeah. it just a basketball player? It was a general manager of the Houston Rockets. Okay. Wow. And the Houston Rockets are kind of popular in China because of Yao Ming mm-hmm. and how long he was there. And so it was kind of like a touchy thing. But the so the players in the NBA and all the owners and coaches, they kind of know, like, you shouldn't say anything bad about China because it could come back to hurt us in the end. So they're, the players and the organization in general is having this problem where you don't even have the freedom to speak out the truth about China and, you know, the people in Hong Kong that are fighting for their freedom, it's making it difficult to even talk about it. So so they're censoring what people can say even in America, because he wasn't in China, right? When he said that, of course. Right. Yeah, he was in America. In America. An American guy. There were American basketball players in China at the time that this was being said. Okay. So LeBron James was one of the people that were in China at that time. And so after LeBron left China and came back to America, he said that this general manager was selfish and uninformed. LeBron that he said that? he didn't know what he was talking about. LeBron said yeah. that? Yeah. Well, his so opinion doesn't really matter, right? Huge I mean, he's not a very good basketball player, right? He's like the, I mean, that's debatable. <laughs> he's a good basketball player, but he's like the Michael Jordan of our era. And so people are just like, you know, getting their pitchforks and are really upset about LeBron for saying this and defending mm. a communist country. Because LeBron has been really critical of the American government recently. Okay. And, you know, Black Lives Matter and uh, institutional racism. And some of these things may be in play what? from I- our history, but he has been very vocal about that, but not 
wanting to touch or criticize the Chinese government okay. for their human rights abuses. Wow. So, hmm. it's just crazy the reach that that country yeah. has, and we need to pray for the Christians there. And yes, we really do. Pray that God would guide the leaders of the of both of our countries. It's getting intense over there now. So it wow. is goodness. One of the things I love about the fall in Japan is the rice harvest. Yeah, yeah. Don't you love that? Yeah, and you've got a lot of tombos rice mm-hmm. fields. That's right. Tombos are rice house. fields, and uh, we have this. Me and the boys usually hop on a little moped and scoot down to this one particular rice field, and I take a picture of them every month or so. So last year and this year also, you can see how they're they're growing up with the rice paddies, and and then probably by now i need to go check it again it's probably harvested by now but i think they're pretty much all harvested in our area really yeah. okay there's but still maybe in the few. mountains they wait longer yeah well it's weird because about more than half of the fields are harvested at our house but you know what i love about the japanese rice fields is that at least my dad told me this they said you know when harvest time has come when the rice has become humble and bowed very low so it turns like this beautiful golden color and then it bows down low very true fits perfectly with right it's japanese it's the wabi ritual of of bowing yeah yeah speaking of japanese ritual we have a new emperor in japan yeah who is officially emperoring yep now yeah in his pretty cool empire yeah that's awesome that there, he was just installed yesterday, so there was a big national holiday about it. And right. it's pretty interesting to watch the rituals and just different from like, I compare it to like the queen and how her, what do you call that when you're sworn in? Yeah. Anyways. Her crowning or, I don't know, you call it a crowning or? A, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Do but they anyways, still use a sword and like put it on the shoulders? They do. Oh, yeah. See? Yeah. So it's I think that's so cool, but it was cool rituals. to see the like european version versus like the uh asian version and how they do it i thought it was pretty interesting and a little bit creepy was it to me at least well yeah because for instance the prime minister he went and bowed before the emperor Mm -hmm. and then you know you think of like a head of state as kind of reserved and he yelled out really loud while bowing oh yeah long live the emperor okay yeah it was just kind of interesting to think about Right. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, God save the queen. One thing that's kind of interesting about the rice fields is all the older people that you see harvesting it. Well, we're, I mean, they do a lot of it by my, by machine, but then you still see a lot of older people that are like picking it out. And right. I always feel really sorry for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you don't see a lot of young people doing it. No, I don't think very many young people are doing it. It's all the grandmothers and grandfathers that are doing it, at least in our area. It's yeah. all. So something that kind of sparked my thought was that this is so similar to missionaries right now. There's a lot of older missionaries who are working in the harvest and they're doing the hard work and their backs are bent over. But what's going to happen to those rice fields? What's going to happen to the harvest when some of those older people pass away? Mm. And so I was reading the verse. It was kind of a good fall harvest verse because, I mean, harvest or Halloween, which one is it going to be? So it says Matthew nine thirty seven, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. It's true. It's a fact. 
So pray to but the Lord. But do we of the still harvest. need yes. rice harvesters? Yes. Today we have machines to do it. We have the internet to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Well, that's great. Yeah, but so you, we don't need you anymore. <laughs> we really don't need you. Well, as we talked about last week, there are people in the cities and there are people in the country as well. And so, what if people don't have the internet? So we're only allowed to reach people <laughs> that don't have internet. Right, so, no, wrong, wrong. We have to pray to the Lord of the harvest that he sends forth laborers. And, yeah, I think that internet is fantastic, and there's these things called iMissionaries and different things like that. That's great. That's so good. But we need flesh and blood, too. Because... Reminds me of the Johnny Cash song. Do you want to sing it for us? I'm, I don't know if I'm familiar with this. Well, term. it's Johnny Cash, so he doesn't really sing it. He kind of just talks it. But he says, flesh and blood needs flesh and blood, and yeah. you're the one I need. Very true. It's very true. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Oh, I, that was a little bit too. That was off. We should get Wade, the Johnny Cash of Germany. Yeah, we should to do a Johnny Cash. Yeah, the Johnny, the Johnny Cash of Germany was gonna send send us in a song this week, but he had a really intense German jam session, and so his voice is a little bit under uh, prime mm. prime tuning. So he's wanting to send us a song just for the podcast. For you, we need that way next week. Uh, but so about the the rice and the harvest, we still need workers today. And one of the reasons that we do is because in a, in Japan, especially, and I think it's true for a lot of countries, real key evangelism and getting people into church is done through relationship. In Japan, they've kind of been told everything; they kind of know. A basic thing about Christians and so it's not like they haven't heard the message it's that nobody's come to them and made it real to them before yeah and so like you're doing like we're trying to do we get into the lives of people and we try to have a relationship with them and hopefully when they see that hey we're not strange we're not weird <laughs> we're not these Jehovah Witness coming to your door and talking to you about these creepy mm-hmm. things and towers and headquarters and mm-hmm. things we're just normal people right who love God, then that that really works. So anyways, the harvest is plentiful. We're seeing that everywhere right now. Lots of rice everywhere. But we need more laborers. Right. Well, and even like you said, we have machines now to do the harvest, the rice fields. That's great. That's fantastic. But there still has to be someone to operate the machine. So even if, I mean, there still needs to be missionaries, even to introduce people to even if the gospel is being propagated online through the internet, there still needs to be someone there to introduce people to that. And so we propagate the gospel through YouTube video or not YouTube, but Instagram videos and, and online things. But, right. but the way that people watch that is because they know us. And so because they know me and they know Whitney and they know our kids, that's the, that's the reason that they watch those things. It's never been easier to take the gospel before. Right. Yeah. Being a missionary is still hard sometimes. But it's not as hard as your parents had it. Right, not at all. It's not even as hard as when our family first moved to China in 2004 when I right. was 16 years old. Right. I mean, the internet was like a baby back then, and there was a lot of things that you, you couldn't do. You couldn't FaceTime. You couldn't video conference. Right. And so it's it's easier than ever. I remember right before you guys which, went to China. There should be more laborers because it's easy. Well, I remember right before you went to China that your dad was so excited about this new program called Rosetta Stone for learning Chinese, and that's great, and that was made it easier than it was from 30 years before but i mean think of what it's like now with all of the anytime i want a new 
Japanese learning app, I can just get one for free. And right. it's a different style yep. and something new. Mm-hmm. Or just use Google Translate. Right. That's a great example because when you go to a restaurant and they have these kanji or Japanese letters, if you want to be able to read what it's saying, you can just point the camera at it right? and it tells you what it says. So um, these tools don't provide everything we need. We still need flesh mm-hmm. and blood, but these tools make it even easier to work in the harvest. So right. maybe God's calling you to do that and he certainly needs more people. Oh, yes. I think he is. I think, yes, you. So, yes, you. Amen. Speaking of harvest. Oh, here we come. Here we come down to it. In your heart of hearts, and I'm asking myself this too, would you say, as Christians, that we should embrace the harvest season? Or is it okay to also shake hands with Halloween? Ooh, (laughs) the way you said that is is lovely. What is that, like righteousness and peace have kissed each other? Is that kind of what you're going for? So Halloween is coming up. It's one week from today. And I think for Christians, and we've had these discussions too, I think it's right now a little bit of a confusing topic for Christians. Because when I was a kid, we dressed up for Halloween. My mom did. My mom dressed me up as a lion when I was about five years old. And I have some great pictures. And I think Ethan was dressed up like a hobo, maybe, and Christy oh, was cool. dressed up like a princess. Okay, or those are all very nice things. Yeah, or maybe it was like a fairy godmother. Maybe it kind of crossed the oh, line. Hold on, now. <laughs> but so I, what I find interesting is so I have these old pictures that I like to talk about with my 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 mom and my dad because when I was a teenager, Halloween was a big no no. Right. So how did we get from that mid nineties to that? No, early 2000s. So I was trying to think like, yeah, like mid, mid-90s or early 2000s. Like why why did that change? And this is just a theory. Well, the, wait, can I just ask those pictures? Are you trick-or-treating? Or are you harvest partying? Harvest no, this partying. was, I think it was before all that stuff kicked off. So this was just, I think, just a normal Halloween okay. and just a normal celebration. So, but when I was a teenager, it seemed like everyone, and when we were teenagers, everyone had kind of, Christians had sort of stopped doing that. The only theory that I can think of is that Harry Potter got really popular at that time, and oh, maybe people were reacting against that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the reason is, but uh, so I would ask my mom, like, "Did you celebrate Halloween when you were a kid? Yeah. Did you trick or treat?" Right. And she's from California. She's like a rebel. She said, "Of course, we always <laughs> did that." Like well, my mom. Too. We're not weird. We're normal people. Right. My mom too. She's. I was talking to her a couple of years ago about it because I was thinking about it, and she said, "Well, when we were kids, we went trick or treating. Yeah. Of course, it was, we met our nothing. neighbors." And I said, "Well, what do you go dressed up as?" And she said, "As a ghost, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's what everybody did." Right. But we did not. So when I was growing up, we did not um, ever go trick or treating. And all I remember is when I was about eight years old, I heard that somebody um, went trick-or-treating and got an apple, and there were razor blades in the apple. And, <laughs> and one of my friends, uh, who I don't know if he was a Christian or not, or grew up in a Christian family, he's like, wait, you guys don't go trick-or-treating? Why? And that's the only thing I could think of to give an answer for was to spread that fear. That's and funny. So, said, well, because so sometimes let me get people this put straight. razor blades in apples. <laughs> so let me get this straight. As Christians... Our way to combat Halloween was to tell lies about <laughs> razor blades and apples. Like, that is our defense against oh, this. Oh, man. So, so, 
okay I, i'm just gonna i'm gonna be along for the no, ride i'm please so curious jump, to jump know in. what you're gonna say no i don't think it. anything my dad he grew up super conservative pentecostal like from the backwoods in ohio like he's definitely a country person my mom's definitely a city person and so i don't think that he celebrated but okay my mom definitely did um but they like burn your dad, your dad didn't in the country grow, or? i'm sure your dad grew up doing trick-or-treat right yeah. mm-hmm. but they said that was just the most normal thing in the world it's kind of like you see on charlie brown the kids go trick-or-treating yeah. so i don't know so somewhere in the mid 90s christians decided like once we were kids and ready to have fun they decided <laughs> no you will not have fun and churches decided to come up with something to compete with Halloween. Oh, yeah. With, and we invented something called Harvest Celebrations. Do you, I'm sure you went to these. Yes, we had them at our church. Harvest Parties is what we call them, though. Okay. So your dad decided that was cool to do. I mean, we all did. Our church did, too. I grew up with Harvest Parties or festivals. I think, yeah, I think the idea is or was... Harvest Celebrations are just so much cuter a, than Scary Halloween. Because as Christians, we should be cute, right? Alternative to Halloween, which I don't know what you think about that. I think maybe maybe the word so, that was thrown around was safe alternative to Halloween, right. maybe. Which is fine. And but I think it's it was kind just of, like a controlled atmosphere where you know people aren't going to be dressed up as witches and skeletons and all of these evil things. Right. And so if you don't want to freak your kid out or, so, I don't know. Safe, clean, sanitary. Kind of sounds like Caleb a little bit. No razor blades. No ra- razor blade free. Just come. But what do you think about that? Have do you our, like that? Our personally- cute little harvest party, and it's just great, and it's warm. Okay, before before you get into that, because yeah. I want to hear more about what you think, and I'll try to share some too. I think there's basically three different approaches to oh, Halloween. Okay, bring me on. Bring me on. And this is when Christians, when it comes to Halloween. So the first one is. There are some people who say that we should not celebrate Halloween at all. Like no harvest parties, no trick-or-treating. This mm-hmm. is demonic. If you're a Christian with half a heart, you will not celebrate Halloween all right. at all. So that's our first person. Okay. Our second person is there are those that, you know, they're just living their lives. They dress their kids up like unicorns and butterflies, and they go trick-or-treating, and they celebrate Halloween. Only unicorns and butterflies, or we'll like get into Frankenstein <laughs> and gargoyles. They and celebrate Halloween, so there's those who Turtles. it's totally evil. Those Christians who are like it's not a big deal at all. Okay. The third person is maybe how we grew up. There's a group who goes to a church. Maybe they dress up as biblical characters or something not scary, yes. and they play these nice little games and they have a great time. Okay, I just have to insert interject that one of my favorite stories is. Uh, we had a harvest party at our church and this one kid showed up and it it was supposed to be that year it was supposed to be like only biblical characters or something like that because that's better i guess yeah but um <laughs> he came and he was like very clearly a zombie and people were like dude it's biblical characters and he's like yeah i'm uh What's the guy? Who's the guy that died? And Jesus Lazarus? Was, yeah, Lazarus. That's oh what my God. He's like, I'm Lazarus. It's hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah, he was like a mummy. It was great. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I think as Christians, we should think carefully about each holiday and like really examine like, why are we doing this? Is there a reason? Mm-hmm. Are we 
just going along with what the world likes with no thought about it? Or are we really thinking about whether as Christians we should participate with society in this particular holiday? So are you in one of those camps? So I like to be politically correct, except for when it comes to country versus city. Right. But... (laughs) Try to ride that fence. After the hate mail last week, I'll try to I'll, I'll try to go down the middle here. But I, so let me share one verse. And so the case that some people would make, and this is not my case, Jesus met us where we were at. And if you think about it, he kind of moved into our neighborhood. And Wait, says, this is not your case? I'm just stating oh, okay. a case. So John 1.14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus, he lived like us. He came into our neighborhood, and this is sort of an argument for just, you know, be one of the people, be salt and light, um, try to go along with the rhythms of this world as much as you can, and hopefully use this as a platform to share the gospel. Okay. What do you think about that generally? Yeah, generally, I mean, that any so, any opportunity to share the gospel is a good thing. So I think that's where a lot of people are today. And so when we were kids, people did not celebrate. People did celebrate it. Mm-hmm. Teenagers, not so much. But it seems like it's coming back to where everybody celebrates it again. Yeah, so, I think it does seem like that. Um, so when when we were kids, one thing we did was we would stay at home. We would turn off all the lights and sort of hide from the trick-or-treaters. Like, okay. oh, we yeah. don't want the trick-or-treaters to come to our door, so we're going to like... Because if they come to your door and you don't give them candy, then that's really rude. But if you do give them candy, then you're partaking in their holiday. Right. 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 But we were basically like hiding out. And so some people feel like that's, you know, you're living in fear of this holiday. Yeah. Well, let me tell you one thing. If you live out in the country and you have no neighbors... You're not even faced with these kinds of decisions. So I've never been faced with this kind of decision. So maybe that's another plug for living in the country. If you're not sure what to do when Halloween comes around, if you don't want to give kids, if you don't want to spend money on corn syrup and pass it out to kids that's going to be not so good for them, or you don't want to partake in this evil holiday, can you say evil holiday? Is that a oxymoron? Just go into your bunker and ignore the world. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Do you agree with this statement? Uh, oh, okay. Halloween is not a threat. It's an opportunity. I don't know if I agree with that statement, but yeah, I mean, that's a great thing to say. So, so in a way, I agree with that. Halloween generally is about the dark. It's dar- not a threat. I'm not threatened by Halloween in the slightest bit. Halloween is about the darkness. And people, when Hall- when this originally started with the Celtic people way back when, they would originally dress up as what they feared right okay i've heard that to scare off the evil spirits i've heard that and so that idea still carries today that you dress up as the grim reaper and you're like kind of a little bit just like hey i'm not scared of this like i'm i'm worse than that grim reaper i'm worse than that witch i'm worse than this this thing or that thing Mm -hmm. so right it's very modern right to dress up as like superheroes or like cheerful things that's a very modern version of halloween right that is more inclusive of like little kids and children making it more family friendly but traditionally it's very dark right right but so even if it is dark though this is kind of my thoughts on it 
it to me it seems like a great day to celebrate what Jesus did on the cross. And the fact that he is stronger than the darkness, that the darkness, that he can sort of laugh in the face of it. He's not scared of it. And we can make light of it a little bit because Jesus has beaten all the darkness. Okay, I have heard that before, that it was a little bit of a, like, um, you know, spit in the face to to darkness to kind of make fun of it or something like that, right? Right, yeah. That's one thought. But So here's the argument from the Bible that we don't have to be afraid of these things anymore. It says Colossians 1.16, and I'm sure you've heard this verse before. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Mm. In other words, he controls the world he controls the oceans. He controls everything. And we don't have to live like the pagans where we're afraid of everything. We're afraid of Halloween. We're afraid of the ghosts. We're afraid of the witches. Right. Uh, a little bit. It's not that we don't take them seriously at all, but we can a little bit just laugh in the face of it and make light of it. I see. Another verse, Mark one twenty seven, And they were all amazed that they questioned among themselves, what is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. So because of Jesus, we don't have to be afraid of the superstitions of Halloween anymore. We don't have to let it intimidate us. Pagans are afraid of evil spirits, and as Christians, we are not. Right. Just a thought. That's a good thought. So Christians, they could use Halloween, and you see these skeletons and these, like, weird food that people make that's what grosses me out about halloween is when i see these like platters people make and it's oh, like oh yeah and you're like eating spider platter or... made out of skeleton like the vegetables are like the skeleton bones and it's just like that's who right. enjoys that well even at our church i think we did a uh which maybe was regretted afterwards but like you're supposed to be blindfolded and put your hand into this thing and feel what it was supposed to be and then they'd say it was like a bunch of peeled grapes and it would say these are eyeballs you know yeah <laughs> and spaghetti right. was like uh brains or something like that right and, yeah uh, it's kind of weird i don't not a big fan of that right yeah but it was biology day biology but we can use uh this darkness to use it to engage with the world around us and use it to say hey you don't have to be afraid of this stuff anymore jesus has broken the spirit of death he's broken that power over this earth and you don't have to be bound by that anymore right that's true you can use anything and and take it to the gospel from there so personally i don't like halloween it's not something that i enjoy of course and it's you know because what a lot of times what happens is um christians or whoever they just kind of do what everyone else is doing and they kind of celebrate it with everyone else and they end up you know dressing as all kinds of spooky things and it's to me it you know it usually has this feel of like it's a celebration of all of this darkness you know and it's right. like making it a little bit too lighthearted and fun and it's like well it's really fun to dress up as a zombie and then you get to look dead it's kind of creepy but i think it sends i mean i i think that tends to send a bad message to our kids that it's like saying this is a good thing and a fun yeah. thing. and Because what other day of the year do you get to dress right. up? So That's so fun, right? Yeah, it's fun. And it's especially fun if you we both have kids. And so, you know, they dress up. Even when it's not Halloween, they dress up in something silly. So when there's a holiday to dress up as something, you know, we don't dress them up as witches or gargoyles or, 
even superheroes usually it's like princesses or animals or something silly right, like that. yeah and i totally understand the flip side but so, a lot of people do dress up as all kinds of weird stuff right and it's, so it let me list let me list the flip side from deuteronomy 18 10 through 13 okay this is a summary not the complete verse there shall not be found among you anyone who uses divination one who practices witchcraft or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer or one or one who casts a spell or a medium or a spiritist or one who calls up the dead right for whoever does these things is detestable to the lord yeah I, there's it's very clear that god hates that kind of thing and so to pretend like it's a good thing so for well, that's not good right so for me and you too it's weird to dress up as like straight up which is like that's a little bit strange well yeah for me why would you celebrate but your mom said she dressed up as a ghost yeah she did i mean she wasn't putting her stamp of approval on it but that's how she grew up let me list one more verse for the other side of this because i think i'm more toward halloween is okay if you celebrate it the right way Mm -hmm. second corinthians 11 14 satan himself masquerades as an angel of light so these are verses that people use for halloween Okay. I don't know if they totally. What's that have to apply? It's like a mask, like he masquerades oh, as see. an angel of light. I was thinking like like Halloween is like he's using Halloween like to be this, but like that didn't make any sense to me because it's obviously a dark. Like right. the whole thrust of the day is darkness, not light at all. Right. So it's not like it's disguised, yeah. even though everyone's wearing a mask. Interesting thoughts on Halloween, and I like hearing what you had to say about it. And I think we're kind of close to where we believe but you you probably wouldn't dress your kids up for halloween at all right well to me i'm disinterested in the day i'm disinterested in halloween in both sides uh, either the christian version which i don't really like it when there's a christian version of something so real quick should we avoid halloween i'm disinterested in it like okay. i'm disinterested in columbus day should so we we don't do anything should we mix halloween in church I'm disinterested about in the it. church in general. Like I'm disinterested in Columbus Day. Or should we just celebrate Halloween? Well, I would say that I'm disinterested in it. Like so, I'm disinterested in... Basketball? Columbus Day. Columbus Day. Well, I like Columbus Day. It's fun. But, so for me, I think if you don't get too crazy, if you don't go to these parties and get drunk, if you don't associate with some of the things that are can be a little bit bad about the holiday i think it's great to have fun and to be a light hopefully to your neighborhood and to the people around you absolutely do and that i know even in japan people are celebrating it like crazy so if there's a way that we can say hey this halloween this darkness there is still a lot of superstition here you you don't have to be afraid of that you can Look to Jesus, the one who has the power over this world and over the spirits. Definitely do that. Don't celebrate the darkness, though, and think that it's fun and funny to, like, dress up as creepy things, though. I mean, don't go so far. Yeah, it's true. Well, uh, I leave it up to you. What are you dressing do? up for as Halloween? So I'm disinterested in Halloween, like I if would I, be disinterested in. I don't dress up as Columbus. If I had a Columbus few bucks Day. to spare, I think I would dress up as a Jedi. I think that'd be fun. Well, see, that would be cool. And then I'd come to your house and get my hood on and be super creepy and, like, Wait, so break your window. W- so it would be okay to dress up as a Jedi, but not a dark side yeah, Jedi, that's, right? That's because that would be, yeah. that would be... Yeah. Or Jar Jar Binks would be kind of too mystical, maybe. Yeah. What about Stormtroopers? Are they okay? 
all white. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> kind of, yeah, a little bit scary. But anyways, this are you is ha- a fun discussion. Are you happy with my choice of music? Yeah, it's great. This is this is the Charlie Brown very soundtrack. Familiar. Yeah, the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. So, do you believe in the Great Pumpkin? So, you do celebrate Halloween. Uh, I have seen some things, wow. but by and large, Hypocrisy. I'm disinterested in Halloween, <laughs> like I'm disinterested in Valentine's yeah. Day. Well, hey, thanks for joining us for this discussion. This was fun. Really enjoyed talking about Halloween. Enjoy your week. Don't be scared. Jesus is on the throne. But if someone gives you an apple. That's and that's it for today. Have a great week. Goodbye.